Our Father, we come to you under the precious blood of Jesus. We thank you for its cleansing flow. We thank you that we've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. How great is our salvation. Today, Lord, as we study thy word, we ask for the help of the Holy Spirit that we may understand our great salvation. Lord, we don't just want to know the doctrines and the truth. We want to live in the good of fellowship with our Lord Jesus Christ. And so call our hearts together to the feast of our Lord. And by the help of the Holy Spirit, may we be edified as we speak of Christ, the Passover Lamb. We pray now in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Brothers and sisters, we want to read uh, some portions from the Old Testament and the New. 
We are looking at some of the feasts in the Old Testament. I'd like you to turn to Exodus chapter 12. Exodus chapter 12, beginning in verse 14. As you can see, Exodus chapter 12 is talking about the Passover. And we spoke about this last time. When we come to verse 14, it speaks of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And this is what we wish to study today. Beginning verse 14. Now this day will be a memorial to you, and you shall celebrate it as a feast to the Lord. Throughout your generations, you are to celebrate it as a permanent ordinance. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread, but on the first day you shall remove leaven from your houses. For whoever eats anything leavened from the first day until the seventh day, that person shall be cut off. From Israel. On the first day you shall have a holy assembly, and another holy assembly on the seventh day. No work at all shall be done on them, except what must be eaten by every person. That alone may be prepared by you. 头一日你们当有盛会,第七日也当有盛会,这两日之内除了预备个人所要吃的以外,无论何工都不可做。You shall also observe the feast of unleavened bread, for on this very day I brought, you, brought your hosts out of the land of Egypt, therefore you shall observe this day throughout your generations as a permanent ordinance. 你们要守无效节，因为我正当这日把你们的军队从埃及地领出来，所以你们要守这日作为世世代代永远的定例。In the first month, on the fourteenth day of the month at evening, you shall eat unleavened bread until the twenty-first day of the month at evening.从正月十四日晚上直到二十一日晚上，你们要吃无效饼。Seven days there shall be no leaven found in your houses. For whoever eats what is leavened, that person shall be cut off from the congregation of Israel, whether he is an alien or a native of the land. You shall not eat anything leavened. In all your dwellings you shall eat unleavened bread. 在你们各家中七日之内不可有效，因为凡是有效之物的，无论是寄居的，是本地的，必从以色列的会中剪除。有效的物你们都不可吃，在你们一切住处要吃无效饼。And then in First Corinthians chapter five, Paul makes reference to this feast of the Passover and the unleavened bread. 在哥林多前书第五章啊，保罗在在这里提到啊，逾越节以及这无效饼。we will read verses, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 6 through 8. Your boasting is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? 
你们这自夸是不好的，岂不知一点面笑能使全团发起来吗 ？Clean out the old leaven, so that you may be a new lump, just as you are in fact unleavened. For Christ, our Passover, also has been sacrificed. 你们既是无效的面，应当把旧酵除尽，好使你们成为新团，因为我们逾越节的羔羊基督已经被杀献祭了。Therefore, let us celebrate the feast, not with old leaven, nor with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. So we shall We begin reading in verse forty-two. Acts chapter two, verse forty-two. They were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. 都恒心遵守使徒的教训，彼此交接或说交通，擘饼祈祷。Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe, and many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. 众人都惧怕，使徒又行了许多奇事神机。And all those who had believed were together, and had all things in common. 信的人都在一处，凡物共用。And they began selling their property and possessions, and were sharing them with all as any might have need. Day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord was adding to their number day by day those who were being saved. 他们天天同心合意，横切的在店里，且在家中拨饼，存着欢喜诚实的心用饭，赞美神，得众民的喜爱。主将得救的人天天加给他们。Please notice in verse forty-two. 请大家注意第四十二节。That the church was continuing steadfastly in the apostles' teaching and fellowship. 这教会是在恒心遵守使徒的教训。Fellowship is a description. Of the life of the early church, 而且彼此交接，这所以这样交接或者交通就是这个生命里的呃交通。They lived in continuous fellowship together. 所以他们这样住在一起是同持续的在这里有交通。It wasn't that it was one out of four things. 那并不是说说在四件事情里头中间的一件。You know, they had apostles' teaching, fellowship, breaking bread, prayers, as if fellowship is one of the four. 所以在四件事情里有有交通，有拨饼，有祈祷，但是这个交通只是其中一件。Everything they did was a sharing of this one life of Christ. 他们所做的一切都是来分享这呃基督的生命。We know that fellowship means sharing in common. 我们知道交通就是说来分享这所共有的。And we see how they shared their lives together. 我就看到他们在这里。Whenever two or three gathered together, 
所以只要两三人聚在一处, whether it was for prayer, 不, 不, 或者是祷告, or to preach the gospel, 或者是传福音, they found fellowship sharing the life of Christ together. We read in this passage, 我们读了这一处的经节, that they met every day at the temple. Now they went outside on Solomon's porch in the temple. And at that time, usually, one of the apostles would teach about Jesus. They would tell the stories of Jesus' teachings and of Jesus' healings and of Jesus' love. It was very rich fellowship as they shared Christ with the many who came to the temple. They also fellowship the life of Christ through healing and through the preaching of the gospel. Freely they had received Christ, and now freely they were giving Christ. But we also see in this passage that every day they also met from house to house. And there the brothers and sisters fellowshiped and shared with one another in their various homes. They shared their homes. They shared their food. Perhaps they shared clothing and even uh, money. But more importantly, they shared Christ one with another. You can see Christ among the brothers and the sisters. It says that they met and they ate their bread together with gladness of heart. There was sincerity among the believers. And the Lord was saving day by day. By the preaching of the apostles at the temple. But also by the witness of the saints from home to home. This is such rich fellowship. And one of the pictures of what fellowship is like is to say fellowship is like a feast. The church was born at the feast of Pentecost. The church will come to its finality at the feast of the Lamb. Uh, and the church is to experience this fellowship continuously. There should be a oneness. You notice in this little uh, section here how it talked about there being one about everything. They shared worship together. They took meals together, shared the Lord's table together. They shared their trials together. Indeed, they lived their life together. 
所以就是说他们在一起的生活是一起的。You can imagine this.所以我们可以想象得到。At the feast of Pentecost, the church was born.就想到五旬节那一天，教会产生了。And many of those who were saved on that day were not natives of Jerusalem.所以那一天蒙恩的很多信徒，希伯呃犹太人并不是住在希伯呃耶路撒冷的。Now the feast of Pentecost takes place around June. But all of these visiting saints stayed July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February. They continued to share this oneness together. They felt it was more important even than their job back home. Some of them came from the Isle of Cyprus, and they had stayed already a year. Barnabas came from Cyprus. So he went back home, he sold his property, came back with money to give it to the church so they could feed everybody. Oh, how they shared their life of Christ together. This is a feast. In the Old Testament, we know that they had several feasts every year. And they came together for these feasts for a few days. And they went back home. But when, but when Christians are saved, we join a feast that never ends. It's the feast of Christ, our Passover. Now, in helping to describe what fellowship is like, we want to take the various feasts of the Old Testament. Because they give us a picture of what fellowship is like. Last time I spoke, a few weeks ago, I spoke on the Passover feast. And we saw that there were three things in the Passover feast that is is a picture of fellowship for us. The first thing was, they all found their redemption under the blood of the Lamb. There is only one Christ Passover Lamb. As Paul says, he was sacrificed for us. And this makes us one family together under the blood of the Lamb. How wonderful it is, we're all one family. Because of the Passover Lamb. This is our uh, standing before God. We are under the precious blood of Jesus. We have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. And when the God the Father sees this, He accepts us as His children. 
The Bible says we are no longer our own, we have been bought with a price. And now as the church, as those who are redeemed, we need to stand in that oneness of our redemption. In Ephesians 4, we see a description of how great is that oneness. In Ephesians 4, Paul is exhorting those saints to stay, maintain the unity of the Spirit. It says in verse 3, Be diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Such a tremendous unity we have in the Lord Jesus. And this is the way Paul describes it beginning verse 4. We are one body. One spirit. We were called into one hope. We have one Lord. One faith. One baptism. One God and Father of all. We are in that oneness. Because of the precious blood of the Lamb. We should always gather in that oneness of spirit. But the second picture we gain from looking at the Feast of Passover is that now as his family living in his house we must eat the lamb together. Our Lord Jesus said whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood he abides with me, and I with him. So what does this mean, to eat his flesh, to drink his blood? It doesn't mean that we literally do that. It means we eat and we live by the indwelling life of Christ. We take Christ into our life. We abide in this life of Christ. We eat the Lord through His Word. We taste the Lord by His Spirit. And when we come together, we fellowship by eating the Lord together. Now we know when we eat, we, we grow up. And so when we fellowship the Lord with one another, we are edified and grow up. So it is true we live under the blood of the Lamb. But we should be those who are feasting on Christ. Did you feast on him this morning? He is our bread. He is our cup. 
This is what builds us up. And the third thing we mentioned regarding the Feast of Passover is that because we're under the blood, we are protected from the enemy. The power of the blood is very powerful toward the enemy. Just, just as Israel was under the blood and the death angel passed by, because we are under the blood, we are kept from the evil one, and we can overcome the evil one. We remember that passage in Revelation chapter 12. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. Now this morning we want to add to the Passover the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And the first thing we must see is the connection between the Feast of Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread. In Leviticus chapter 23, we see that the Passover really involves three feasts. They are connected to each other. Leviticus chapter 23. Verse 5, we see the Passover. In the first month, on the fourteenth day of the month at twilight, is the Lord's Passover. But then the very next verse, verse 6, we see that the very next day is the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Then on the fifteenth day of the same month, there is the Feast of Unleavened Bread to the Lord. For seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. And then when you go down to verse 10, it speaks of the feast of the first fruits. Speak to the sons of Israel and say to them, When you enter the land which I am going to give you and reap its harvest, then you shall bring in the sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest to the priest. He shall wave the sheaf before the Lord for you to be accepted on the day after the Sabbath. The priest shall wave it. So on the 14th of Nisan, they celebrated the Passover. And then the next day, they celebrated the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and it began for seven days. And then as soon as the first Sabbath came, which is a Saturday, the next day, which is Sunday, is the Feast of the First Fruit. And so the Jews celebrate these three feasts, they put them all together and just call it the Passover. 
If you have Jewish friends, you know they celebrate a week of Passover. There's actually four holy days. The Passover, the first day of unleavened bread, the, the, first, the feast of first fruits, and the last day of unleavened bread. And these are all connected. Now we just want to look at Passover and Feast of Unleavened Bread. But we read in Exodus how they are connected historically. The Feast of Unleavened Bread came the next day after Passover. Because on the night of Passover, the death angel went over Egypt and, and slew all of the firstborn of Egypt. And the next day the Pharaoh said to Moses, Take those children and get them away immediately. Have them go and worship their God. Now the children of Israel had to gather up all of their stuff, all of their clothes, all of their tent, all of their food, and they had to run and get away. Now there was no time to make bread and to put leaven in it and it grow and ferment. Now you know if you make bread, you put the, the uh, yeast in there. But then you have to put it aside for a while, let it rise up. But the women had to run with the rest of the family, no time to let the uh, uh, the bread grow. So while we are running away, we have to eat bread that is not leavened. Now everybody here, I think, knows the name of unleavened bread in Hebrew. You see, you know some Hebrew words, right? You know, hallelujah. You know, amen. You know, shalom. And you know, matzah. Matzah. Every Lord's Day, we eat the, this cracker. That's unleavened bread. That's Jewish unleavened bread. I think our sister Angela goes and buys it at a store. But it says on the package, kosher Jewish unleavened matzah. Now, during this Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Jews can eat, uh, you know, food and everything, but always for bread, had to eat matzah. And they feel like, this is so hard. Ah, if you've ever eaten their challah bread, you know how tasty their bread is. Huh? So they call matzah the bread of our affliction. Mm, they have to eat it for seven days. 
And so it came to be a feast every year when they came into the promised land. For seven days, they ate matzah. Even if you put jelly on it, still just matzah. It's unleavened bread. And the meaning of this feast became very important. Now, if you remember when we read of the feast in Exodus chapter 12, it says, Any Jew who does not eat matzah for these seven days, you cut them off from Israel. So this feast is very important. Now what happens if the Jewish man or woman did not put the Passover blood on his door? If he were in Egypt but he did not apply the blood, what would happen? Firstborn would die next morning. So every Jew stayed under the door. But now God says, every Jew must eat the unleavened bread. This is very important. Because if you don't, you'll be cut off. Now, of course you won't die. But you cut off from Israel. Unless we eat unleavened bread, we have no fellowship. Now what does this mean for the Jews? Before we give Christian interpretation, what does it mean for them? Well, this leaven, this yeast, is symbolic of something that corrupts. You know, the yeast ferments the dough. Causes air bubbles that makes the dough to rise. And so this became a feast that celebrates our desire to be pure before the Lord. If we want to have fellowship with the other believers, we must be pure. Now even today among the Jews, when they celebrate this feast, they do what they have done for thousands of years. You know what it is? Three things. The father walks all over the house with a candle looking for any leaven everywhere. Any crumbs from a cookie in the living room he has to find。所以就在那个客厅里头，任何有好像面包屑、饼干屑，他们就要去找。Now the mama，那妈妈呢？Now mamas never have rest even on Mother's Day。所以其实在母亲节，妈妈好像也没有，也没有休息。And on the evening of the feast, the mama has to take the broom and sweep out the leaven in the house。She sweeps the whole house, everything。because maybe somebody dropped some crumb on the floor. All leaven has to be gone. And then they also have the children go around and look for any leaven. And in many Jewish homes, 
Today, they put some leaven in the oven. And after the children looked everywhere, they look in the oven and say, Oh, there's leaven! Of course, they know it's there. That's why they look there last. Then they throw it out. The father of the house says, God, we have gotten rid of all of the leaven. And if there's any leaven still in our house, we hate that leaven. We want to get rid of it. We just don't know where it is. Now, this is the Feast of Unleavened Bread. But now, what does this mean for the Christian? Now, Paul mentions it. If you'll turn again to 1 Corinthians chapter 5. You see that Paul is making active reference to this Feast of Unleavened Bread. In verse 6, your boasting is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? This boasting is leaven. Then he says in verse 7, clean out the old leaven so that you may be a new lump just as you are in fact unleavened. For Christ our Passover has been sacrificed. Therefore let us celebrate the feast not with old leaven, nor with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Now it's important to understand this matter. First of all, it says, Christ, our Passover, has been sacrificed for us. Do you know Christ as your Passover lamb? Do you believe he died for your sins? Do you believe his precious blood has redeemed you? If you if Christ is your Passover land, then Paul says, Therefore let us celebrate the feast. Uh, but there's a problem. There is something called leaven. What is leaven? Jesus, when he spoke of parables, spoke of the leaven. He was speaking to those who were listening of the mysteries of the kingdom. And he said, the kingdom of heavens is like a woman who put some leaven in, who hid some leaven in the dough until the whole bread was leavened. 
Now we know from the Jewish feast that leaven is considered something that corrupts. But our problem is that it is something hidden that corrupts. So the woman took the leaven and hid it in the bread. And everything looked But then the corruption began to move until it went through the whole loaf. Now this is speaking about something that spoils the loaf. Our fellowship is to be pure and sincere. The life of Christ is pure and sincere. But in our fellowship, something can sneak in. And when it sneaks in, it, it, it disrupts fellowship. It breaks the feast. What is this leaven? Now we see Paul defining it just in passing in this passage. He's saying, uh, 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 Corinthians, you are one. But your boasting is leaven. And your boasting will cause division. He also says in verse 8 that, our, that leaven is old leaven. So we have to understand what that means. And he also calls it the leaven of malice and wickedness. So what is he talking about? What is this leaven? We would call malice and wickedness sin. They are. But there's something deeper that's hidden behind that sin. And, and this is what must be purged and removed from our midst. What is this mystery of the leaven? Well, all of you who have read your New Testament know specifically what leaven is referring to. It is called by Paul in other places the flesh. And throughout Paul's letters he warns the Christians about the divisiveness and the corruption of flesh. Let's look in Corinthians chapter 5. I'm oh, sorry, Galatians chapter 5. Paul is talking to the Christians in the churches of Galatia. And you notice he uses the phrase in verse 9. 
Galatians chapter five. Ah, Galatians chapter five, verse nine. 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 This persuasion did not come from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. 你们向来跑得好，有谁拦阻你们，叫你们不顺从真理呢？这样的劝导不是出于那招你们的，一点面酵能使全团都发起来。Now Paul is talking to the Christians. 所以保罗是在对着基督徒讲话。Who have started out in the spirit. 所以他们起初是在灵里头的。But are trying to be made perfect. By the flesh, 但是呢，他们却想要靠着肉体成全。And so he is saying that this leaven is is hurting your Christian life. 所以保罗说，这样的酵是是使你们的基督徒的生命是受到亏损的。We see in verse thirteen. 所以在第十三节 ，as he comes back to the subject. 所以他要回到这个题目。For you were called the freedom, brethren. Only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh. But through love, serve one another. 弟兄们，你们蒙召是要得自由，只是不可将你们的自由当作放纵情欲的机会，总要用爱心互相扶持。这情欲就是肉体。For the whole law is fulfilled in one word, in the statement, "You shall love your neighbor as yourself." 因为全律法都包在爱人如己这句话之内呢。But if you bite and devour one another, take care that you are not consumed by one another. 你们要谨慎，若相咬相吞，只怕要彼此消灭了。But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. 我说，你们当顺着圣灵而行，就不放纵肉体的情欲了。For the flesh sets its desire against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another, so that you may not do the things that you please. 因为情欲和圣灵相争，圣灵和情欲相争，这两个是彼此相敌，使你们不能做所愿意做的。But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. 但你们若被圣灵引导，就不在律法以下。Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions. Envying, drunkenness, carousing—all things like these. 情欲的事都是显而易见的，就如奸淫、污秽、邪荡、拜偶像、邪术、仇恨、争竞、记恨、恼怒、结党、纷争、异端、嫉妒、醉醉酒、荒宴等类。And I have warned you that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. 我从前告诉你们，现在又告诉你们，行这样事的人必不能承受神的国。Now here is quite a list. 所以这里看这个这个名这个清单是何是很不何等大的一个清单。And when we look at this list, we say, well, these are sins. 所以当我们看到这些列的这些都是都是罪。Immorality. 就是 idolatry. 拜偶像邪荡。Strife. 哦，争竞。These are sins. 这都是罪。But Paul doesn't call them sins. 但是保罗并不又称他们罪。Well, they are sins. 虽然他们的确是罪。But they are the works of the flesh. 但是这些是因为肉体所做的功。So Paul is trying to help Christians understand why these sins happen among us. 所以保罗在这里解释说，为什么这些事会在这里发生。You know, when we're young Christians. 所以当我们在主里还年轻的时候 ，we live as a Christian and then we sin. 所以我们我们就。
And when we sin, we say, Lord, forgive me for my sin. And He forgives us and He cleanses us. But when we sin again, and then again, and then again, and then again, we say, what's wrong? I'm supposed to be a Christian. But why do I keep sinning? Because we have to understand the secret of the leaven of the flesh. What does Paul mean by flesh? Now in the Bible, sometimes the flesh just means uh, our human bodies. But sometimes Paul gives a very specific meaning. What is this flesh? Some of them, look at them, they're very uh, uh, evil sins, bad sins, wickedness, immorality. But some of them are just the reactions of our natural man. Outburst of anger. Fighting. Schisms. Factions. Such things like that. These are the reactions of our human life. This gives us a clue to what the flesh is. The flesh is the flesh means when our life is still ruled by us. Now here Paul shows a very real difference. When we live live our life, we can let the Holy Spirit control us. And, and this produces good fruit. The fruit of the Spirit. Or we can still live by our own strength. By our own reactions. And this produces the works of the flesh. Now we as Christians we love the Lord and we say Jesus be the Lord of my life ah but there's a secret going on inside who is in control of my life sometimes it's the Lord but I have a bad habit I don't know how old were you when you got saved Maybe some of you are very small. I was 20 years old. And I already knew how to live by myself. Now even though I got saved and I love God, I have a habit of living by myself. 
So when somebody says something I don't like, so you see, one person says something I don't like, I go, that's my natural reaction. That's my natural reaction. When I see a situation in the church, it looks like everybody's wrong. People are not doing it the right way. I say, ah, I know how to do it right. And I immediately say, do this, do that. That is just my natural man. We are all born natural man. But if we're going to fellowship together in the body of Christ, this flesh needs to be purged and removed from our life. Now this is very difficult. And the Lord makes it even more difficult. Because he says, meet together. Now you know how we could have a perfect church. Everybody get internet connection with Time Warner. Now stay at home. Don't even be around your wife, your husband, or your children. Everybody must have their own computer. Now you sit there. And at 11 o'clock in the morning, our brother Christian Chen gets up. He speaks a message. And then a uh, uh, brother gets up here and sings a song. It says, Amen. And we all watch. Oh, isn't the Christian life beautiful? How wonderful was the message? How great was the song? But that's not God's way. He says, everybody come together. Now when we come together, there's some collisions. We're rubbing against each other. There are some people who like to do things fast. There's some people who like to take their time. And of course, if you're teaching a Sunday school class, you always have one who likes to talk and one who just takes his time. Now after a while, now we can get our feelings hurt. Or we feel like we've been wronged. Or we get angry about the way somebody did something. And all of these reactions. Ah, well, they are our reaction. And what does the Lord uh, do? Well, it's only when we're together that we discover our flesh. Because sooner or later, at first we smile, and then we smile like this, and then finally we can't take it anymore, we speak up. Everybody says, flash, flash. And you say, yeah, but you did flash first, that's what made me do flash. Oh, now we have a problem. Now, how can we have a feast 
if we're fighting. 若是我们在这里彼此相争，怎么能享受这个节期呢？Now, have you ever had a family reunion where two men were not talking to each other？你在你的家庭这些所有的家的成员相聚的时候，你们发觉有没有两个人好像彼此不讲话的呢？可能有吧？Uncle Lee, Uncle Yi, they're not talking。所以这这两个叔叔们好像不讲话。and the mama's trying to fix the food. Say, oh, everybody have a good time, eat plenty. The man said, The feast is ruined. They will, be, they will be punished. Because their wives did all the cooking. And they will get after their husbands. But this is what happens as we gather together for the feast. And it's, it's inevitable, dear brothers and sisters. You are so used to your own way. And so we will have collisions. There's never, never ever a church where you don't have collisions. They're all produced by the flesh. Now you know that. If you're having a fight with somebody, it's your flesh. If you're dead, there's no fight. But if you're alive, you're fighting. And many times we think it's fighting about something good. We say in English, well, I'm not mad, that's just righteous anger. No, no, that's cheating. And so we see Jesus saying, now, now, when you see a splinter in your brother's eye, remember, it's because you have a log in your eyes, like telescope, you can see the splinter. And so the Lord must deal with this flesh. Purge out the leaven. It's that self-life in us that causes all of the trouble. But now listen. The Lord has made provision for the flesh. It's His cross. How wonderful that we've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. But we've also been identified with Christ upon the cross to do away with the old man. And every time our flesh rises up, by the power of the Spirit, we can take that flesh and deliver it up to the cross. Now Galatians is known for what verse? Everybody knows one verse in Galatians, right? Chapter 2, verse 20. Right? I have been crucified with Christ. 
Nevertheless, I live. But now I, Christ lives in me. Isn't that wonderful? And now we live our life by the life of Christ within. And this is what it means to walk by the Spirit. But notice what it says in chapter 5. And verse 24. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and lusts. 凡属基督耶稣的人，是已经把肉体、连肉体的邪情私欲，同定在十字架上了。On the one hand, we have been crucified with Christ.在一方面来讲，我们的确是与基督同定十字架。And now, by the Spirit living in us，所以现在是借着圣灵在我们里头活。We can crucify the flesh.我们就把就把这肉体定在十字架上。isn't it wonderful that we live by the Spirit? And continually through the New Testament, Paul brings the church back to this point. To the Corinthian church, he had to keep saying to them, You're living by the flesh. You're living as natural men. You know, they were preferring one preacher over another. Paul says that's your flesh. And when somebody sinned, they were taking sin lightly. And that's why in chapter 5 he says your boasting is not good. A little leaven leavens the whole loaf. If you don't have a heart to purge this flesh that causes this sin, the whole church will become full of sin. And if you go through the uh, Paul's various letters to the Ephesians, to the Philippians, to the Colossians, to the Thessalonians, he continually warns about the secret of your self life that can flare up and cause problems among the saints. We know in the history of the church that this has been the problem. When the Lord raises up some people, the Moravians, the Wesleyans, the Quakers, they begin in the oneness of the Spirit. Under the blood of the Lamb. They fellowship the life of Christ together. But somewhere in the history, the flesh of men begins to come out. And people of ambition begin to fight for position. And they disagree. And they divide. And that which God had put together, man tears apart. And there's no mystery to us. 
Because we know that the enemy is within us. It's our flesh. And that's why the the Bible gives us this picture of the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread. The Passover represents our salvation through Christ. Once for all, He was sacrificed for us. But the Feast of Unleavened Bread, we must celebrate for seven days, that is, the rest of our lives. We are saved by the precious blood of the Lamb. But now we must celebrate a new feast. And in this feast of unleavened bread, we say this, Lord, I do, I do not want my flesh to be in control. I want to live in the power of your spirit. I want to walk by the spirit. And I pray by the candle of your word. Whenever I see flesh in my life, I will hate it. I will cleanse it. I will crucify it. I will not let flesh spoil what God has done. And this is our feast. Now notice, isn't this strange? It's called a feast. No, no, no. A feast is when you eat uh, good bread. But a feast of matzah? A feast of unleavened bread? Is this what your children ask for when they get home? Can I have some unleavened bread, please? No, to our flesh, unleavened bread seems not very appetizing. But our blessed Lord is wanting to purify us. He's wanting to expose by the candle of His Word the leaven that is hidden in our lives. Now I was saved at 20. 20 years old. Now I've been a Christian 45 years. Now, now can you figure out you figure out how old I am <laughs> and you know something I still have to celebrate the feast of unleavened bread because the Lord continues to expose the flesh of my natural man that rises up against the work of the Spirit. I don't know what else to do except to ask you to forgive me. If I do things that hurt you, make you angry, or whatever it might be that rises up your flesh, 
But all I can do is ask God, purge the leaven out of me. And all I can do is love you. As the Lord purges the leaven out of you. Our fellowship should be full of Jesus. But only the flesh drains out his life. We must purge this leaven. The old man has been crucified. So we must crucify these deeds of the flesh. When we when they rise up, we hate them, we renounce them, we ask forgiveness. And especially we ask the Lord to fill us with the Spirit, that we may walk by the Spirit. So at the end of Galatians 5, after Paul has talked about this great war between the flesh and the spirit. He concludes by saying this. If we say we live by the spirit, let us walk by the spirit. We have two great provisions here. The blood of Jesus, our provision for forgiveness and salvation. Our death with Christ on Calvary. The doing away with the old man. So the feast is really one. The, fat, the Passover feast is also the feast of unleavened bread. We celebrate the crucifixion of our Passover lamb and of his redemption and victory. But we also worship him with sincere hearts that desire the truth and the purging of our flesh. May the Lord give us wonderful fellowship together. Let's just have a few prayers before we go.